Let's look at our, 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 that, our foundational scripture today. It's going to come out of Acts. And so the title of our 21 Days in Prayer and Fasting, our message, our sermon series this year is going to be Transformed, Power, Peace, and Provision. That's going to be the title of this message, Transformed. Do you know you need some things to change in your life, right? But I want to challenge you. Stop praying for God to change you and for him to transform you. Because God made you a certain way. Now, some things need to be changed. But if God transforms your heart and your mind through his word, guess what? The changes will happen. Sound good? So we said that this year, our theme wants to be transformed. We want to be transformed at the beginning of the year, so at the end of the year, I'm living on the hilltop. I'm blessed. My family's blessed. My business is blessed because I gave God the first. And if you could get God's power, God's peace, and God's provision, come on, somebody. Man, do those three things sound good? What if God could transform you into his power, into his peace, and into his provision? His church, his children would thrive. Right? So that's our heart, that's our prayer, and that's going to be our theme. So our first scripture, your memorization scripture is going to be Acts 1.8. Okay? For this whole week, that's what's on your card, that's what's on your bracelet. But for today, we're going to read four verses. We're going to start there in verse 4. So this is in Acts, right? Jesus has just been crucified. The disciples are hiding. They're scared. They don't know what's going on. They're probably confused, right? And Jesus just appears to them, and he tells them this. It says, verse 4, it says, So after being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now, somebody say now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times and seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But here's our verse. Here's our verse. Lean in, pay attention. If you're reading your Bibles, highlight this verse. Verse 8 there says, but you will receive power. There's that word. Say that with me. Power. That sounds good, right? You want some power? You need some power? Right? But look what he says. He says, you'll receive power when? When? You need to be reminded. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. There's your key. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and through the ends of the, of the earth. God transforms. We said we needed some changes to take place in our lives. And personally, I got changes I need to do. Family-wise, I got changes that need to happen. Ministry-wise, I got changes that need to be happen. But you know what? I'm going to stop praying. God, change these things and transform my life. Transform my heart. So God transforms his children through his presence of the Holy Spirit. That's how he transforms his children. That's how he transforms your heart. That's how he transforms your mind. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Has anybody been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Don't be shy. Raise your hand. If you haven't, it's okay. It's as easy as saying this prayer in your car before you go to bed. Lord, baptize me in your Holy Spirit. It's that simple. And you know what? I didn't just say that prayer like 10 years ago and stop praying. I prayed every single day. 
It's not a one and final thing. It's not a one and done thing. I ask the Holy Spirit as I'm driving work, Holy Spirit, give me your words to say to my pest customers today. Holy Spirit, help, help guide my feet. Holy Spirit, give me, give me your thoughts. And guess what? When you, when you make that your prayer, God transforms you. And guess what? You'll never go where you're not supposed to go. Amen. You'll never say the things you're not supposed to say. Right? You won't, you won't say that nasty thing. You'll say that thing in love. So that's my prayer every day. That needs to be our prayer every single day beyond 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so, but if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you have to start there. And then God cultivates that transformation of, and, of, of, of life through his spirit, which begins to give you the power, come on somebody, to begin to go to the places that God wants you to go, to begin to do the things God's called you to do and be a witness for Christ. Does that sound good? Right? To give you power to do things you never thought you could do. I am living a life I never in a million years would have thought I would get to live because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not perfect. I still miss it. I fail. But the Holy Spirit always has my back. Why? Because Jesus gave him to me. And let's look at that first point for today. If you've got an outline, you can follow along. If you're following along in our church app, I'll give you the fill in the blanks. So look what it says. We just read there, Acts 4 through 8, right? Acts 1, 4 through 8. So Jesus said this, right? He said, we will be baptized when the Holy Spirit comes. He said this, he called it the promise of the Father. And God the Father sent Jesus. Think, think, just think of this statement. God the Father sent Jesus, the Son, to save, right? To redeem. And then God the Son sent God the Holy Spirit to what? Empower us, Right? And then God, the Holy Spirit, is what sends you, Amen. is what gives you the power. So before I get out of the Holy Spirit for a second, you need God, right? You need God in your life. God, is, God loves you. God is for you. He loves you, and so it is so for you. What did he do? He sent his son. Some of y'all are tracking with me, right? Praise God. He proved his love by sending his son. So God loves you. You need God. And you need Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is who saves you. <laughs> he proved God's love by going to the cross to die for your sins. We all have sins. Things in your life that you secretly enjoy doing that other people don't know about. And you need to be set free from those things. And only the power of the Holy Spirit can begin to do that for you. You need God. You need Jesus. And guess what else you need? You need the Holy Spirit. Why? Because when Jesus left, he says, I'm going to prepare a place, but I'm going to send you somebody in my stead. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He's going to be a helper, he said. Because here's the good news, and not just the good news. Here's the truth of the news, of the fact of the matter. God's in heaven. Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of God, he came to earth, but he's in heaven right now. And guess where the Holy Spirit is if you want him to be? Here on earth. He's willing and able to help you. Why are you not letting him do that every single day? And it's as simple as saying, inviting God's presence into my life by saying, Holy Spirit, help me. Talk about a prayer. I need help every single day. And I can have the power to have that help with just simply inviting him into my life. Can I get real with you for a second? Man, when I said, who needs some power in your life this morning? Y'all hooted and hollered in here, right? You need some power. 
right? You need power from on high to accomplish some amazing things. But you can't get his power without his presence. If I said, who wants his presence? I bet y'all, some of y'all would hoot and howl, but it won't be as loud. Because you know what I know? You spend time with those that you love. I'm glad you're here spending time with them here on Sunday, but I hope it's not the only time you spend with them. See, you want power for your business to grow. You want power for your family to get to the next level. Or you're, see, God's not a genie. When we go through prayer, we connect to God. And if you're living a life of faith, it pleases him. So if you're doing it the right way, when you don't have to have wishful thinking. You can have real prayer if you spend real time with him every day. And you're not just chalking up wishful thinking. You're, you're making prayers of faith that say, God, I know you, you see me because I spend time with you. I read my Bible every day. I do my quiet time. I don't just say a two-minute prayer at the beginning of the day and a two-minute prayer at the end of the day and a 30-second prayer before I eat each time. No, I, I, I talk with you, God, all day. And if you do that, you'll have power. I promise you. I said last week, you can live this year with no regrets if you just let the power of the Holy Spirit lead your life, lead you to things to say, lead you to things to do, lead you to things, places to go. And if you let the Holy Spirit lead your life, you don't have any regrets. Sounds good to me. And you'll have power. And people will probably like you more. Everybody wants to be liked on Facebook. Give me the likes. Give me the hearts. Give me the loves. Give me the comments. Give me the shares. That stuff don't matter, you know. Facebook's a real thing, but it's, it's, it's really kind of a crazy, sick thing when you think about it. We're so self-indulged in ourselves. It's, it's a real thing, but it's not what really matters. If you want real people to really like you and really love you, you need to be in real relationship with God through the power of his Holy Spirit. And if you do that, you'll be in real connected relationship with other people. And you'll say the right things and you'll love people the way they should be loved and you'll treat people the way they should be loved. And guess what? People generally gravitate towards those types of people. We want the church to grow, right? If we want the church to grow, we better look like Christ. And guess who gave Jesus every single word to say? What was it? That was Pastor Jessica giving the correct answer. Imagine that. The Holy Spirit is what gave him every single word to say. Everywhere Jesus went, guess who led him and told him to go there? The Holy Spirit. Jesus never spoke out of turn. If I'm not trying to look more like Ian today, I want to look more like Jesus I need the same spirit that Jesus had. Come on, somebody. And if you have the same spirit that Jesus had, guess what? You'll walk in power. And you'll be transformed. And your life will change. And you'll be happier. And you'll have not just fleeting happiness that goes up. I'm happy one minute. I'm discouraged the next minute. I like this person one minute. I hate this person the next minute. No, you'll have real, abundant joy that is set that nobody can steal from you no matter what it looks like.
Is that okay, Rob? Oh, he raised his hand. Y'all need somebody? Y'all need somebody? Right? <laughs> Pastor Jessica hears me sing way too much in the car, and she shuts it down. And I'm not good at all. I can play the drums, but I am not a good singer. Amen. Look at that next point. Y'all having fun today? Yeah? So, you need God, you need Jesus, and you need the Holy Spirit. Look what that next point says. The Holy Spirit is what gives us the power to be empowered, right? And so he gives us the power and empowers us to walk in our full redemption. He empowers us to walk in victory over the world, our flesh, and the devil. Think about your life. Every victory that has ever happened, even before you confess Jesus as, as Lord and Savior in your life, is because of the goodness of God. Every victory that has happened in your life has happened because Jesus said yes to the cross. So every good thing, and that as, you, as you become a believer and you get born again, and if you've never done that, I promise you there'll be a moment for you to make that decision today. But if you're in relationship with God through his son, you come to the revelation that, you know what, every good victory in my life, I have victory over sin, Satan, and self. I have victory over, over sin, the devil, and the world, and my flesh, and others, because Jesus says I have the victory. Now there's a choice. I have to walk that victory out. Because I can forget. I said I'm not perfect. But in my heart of hearts, Ian Westbrook knows that I can have victory through Jesus every single day. Every single step. Every single word. I just see I'm probably like you. I need to be reminded every single day through his word, through prayer. And guess what prayer and fasting has a keen knack of doing? Reminding you that Jesus is king. And you can have victory over the world, our flesh, and the devil, if, somebody say if, if you choose so. It's just a simple act of faith through relationship. So, I want you to write this down. Got a question for you. What victories are you depending on? Are you declaring in 2023? I hope you took this last week, like I said, at the end of Sunday last week, that you took this week to be in prayer and to be focused, to make God number one and say, I don't want you just to write some goals. Goals are good. What are your prayer declarations that you're believing God to do in your life in 2023? I hope you have at least one. You know, it excites God to bring him big, bold prayers, big, specific prayers. Then I want you to write this down. What specific things am I declaring victory over in the next 21 days? You know, I've seen people delivered from smoking through this fast. I've seen people delivered from alcohol. Now, you're not supposed to be doing that stuff anyway, but... They use this opportunity in 21 days to say, you know what, I'm not going to eat any sweets or any, any meats. I'm not going to eat any fast food. Something that, you, that your flesh enjoys, you're, you're going to say, you know what, I'm not going to do that because I'm trusting God more. Amen. Then God honored that faith of sacrifice, and before they knew it, they were delivered from something else. Come on, somebody. So I hope you have some specific things that you're de declaring and praying for this year. Now's the time to start. We're already, what, six days in? Eight days in. 
And then I hope you have some specific things that you want God to do in these next 21 days. So I told you last week, me and Pastor Jessica, we always, she writes out her, her personal prayer and fast. I write out my personal prayer and fast. We bring them together. We write it down. We put it on the fridge. And we still got to do that today, right, Shigaboo? We'll put it on the fridge. And it's there for me to keep her accountable. And it's there to keep me accountable. And it's there for us to be praying for each other. Some of our prayers are the same. Some of ours are different. I ask you to define and spell out your prayers and spell out the things that you're fasting from and, and be specific so you don't give yourself loopholes, right? If you say, I'm just, I'm not going to eat any sweets, right? That's good, but you, you need to be specific. I'm not going to eat all sweets. I'm not going to eat just candy bars. You, you need to be specific so you don't give yourself an out when temptation comes. Hey, and temptation is going to come. And you want to be victorious, right? And then we need to, on the flip side, as we pray, we need to be specific so that we want to be specific so that we can recognize God when he answers that prayer, Amen. right? So I, we got some things we're praying for the boys. Xander, this week has been amazing. Y'all shoot and holler for Jesus because he's learning how to get potty trained this week. It like just happened. Like he's just asking to go, he'll say, pee pee. Wait, can I say poo poo in church? Because Xander says it. It's really cute. But so he's learning to ask, and he's, he, we're not even using a little miniature. He's getting right, he got a little step stool. He gets right on the big toilet. And so he batted like, he batted like 300. He was like seven for seven going pee. I'm like, man. So, but my, but my, my prayer is that he'll be 100% potty trained by his birthday. See, I put a time stamp on God because God is the creator of time. And so and when God answers that prayer by his birthday, I'm going to chalk it up and give it credit and victory to God. I can recognize that it was God, right? Also, part of that prayer is that he'll be, he'll be speaking clearly and putting together words by his birthday. And he's, he's doing a good job, but I, my, my prayer is that by his birthday in, in June, that he'll be speaking clearly, putting together words. I put a time stamp on my declaration of victory for my son. We've done the same thing for Bodie. I want him to be, getting, I want him to be walking by his birthday, is April 20th. I believe it's going to happen. He's already standing up on stuff. And so I'm specific. I had some specific things for our marriage. I want us to have a, a healthy, vibrant, strong marriage. Is that a good prayer? Don't stop there. How do you get there? You know, God's spiritual, but he tells you to give you practical steps to get to the promise. Right, so it probably means there's a responsibility that Ian has to do to cultivate a healthy, vibrant, strong marriage. So I put on there, I want to establish one, one night a month for date nights. And then one night a week where we have, we call them just healthy convos, where we say, hey, how are you doing? How, are we good? Is there anything that I offended you on that you maybe don't know, and vice versa? Because this last year, we, we had a couple months there where we kind of lost ourselves, didn't we, a little bit. It's okay if I'm just being real with you guys. We're pastors. We don't have a perfect marriage. Well, we're striving for a perfect marriage. We added a brand new baby this year. Our house grew by another soul. So you always want to make your marriage number one, but it's a lot easier said than done. If you figured it out, you come see me. And so in a roundabout way, Ian did a bad job. I, I kind of neglected Jessica a little bit because I was so focused on my, my boys. But I want to rectify that. I, she came before them, right? Without her, there's no them. And, 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 the, best, she says this, and the best thing for them is to see a healthy marriage reflected in their parents. Because I want them to, 
to have do marriage God's way, right? And so the best thing is for us to, I mean, we're not always going to agree and get along on everything, but we can have a healthy, vibrant, strong marriage, right? You need, you need a spiritual prayer, but the Holy Spirit's really good at giving you practical steps to get there, right? So look at Romans 8, 1 and 2, and then we'll skip down to Romans 8, 12 and 13. So we're talking about the victory that the Holy Spirit gives us and empowers us to walk, right? So look at verse 1 there. It says, so now there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power, there's that word, of the life-giving spirit has freed you from what? The power of sin, power of self, the, the power of the world and power of the man that wants to lord over you. Right? Look at Romans 8, 12 through 13. Skip down through, through verses there. So Paul, he, he continues, he says, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For it is, if you live by its dictates, you will, not just physically, in the first death, you'll also, if you deny Christ, you'll, you'll have a second death, and you'll go to a place called the lake of fire, where you will spend eternity separated from God to be forever tormented, because of the bad decisions you made. God does not send people to hell. We send ourselves. So hey, don't send yourself to hell. Let God send you to heaven through his son. Right? Look what it says there. But, there's a but, if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will You'll live. You'll have life. You'll have real, transformed, exciting, jubilant life if you let Christ become number one. People say, man, live it. How, do you be, how do you live a life of, of being a Christian? It seemed like it would be so boring. Y'all know I come from addiction, right? It almost killed me. And you know what? Living for Christ is the most exciting thing that I ever, ever chose to do. If you are not excited living for God, you're following the wrong God. If you're not excited living for God, you've probably made yourself God. And you're living according to your standards. And you're up and down because you haven't let him be number one. And so if we put to death our sinful nature and adorn Christ, put on Christ every single day through the power and the presence. See, the Holy Spirit brings about the presence of heaven. If I have the presence of heaven leading and guiding my steps, leading and guiding my words, I'm going to be excited. If you have heaven living in you, empowering you, you'll be excited. You'll have joy. You'll have life. You'll have a good life here, and then you're promised eternal life on down the road. So it's the power of the Holy Spirit that frees us, that redeems us. That's why Jesus gave them to us, because he said, I'm going to have to leave you, and I'm going to have to go, and for you to live in victory, you're going to need my presence. Through the Holy Spirit. And this is why fasting is so powerful. So I really challenge you guys last week. I know we have people here that have never fasted before. And that's okay. It can be kind of scary and daunting to think about if you've never done it. I remember my first fast. I think the first one I ever did was just no sweets. or I think it was just no sweets. Excuse me. So, But this is why fasting is so powerful. Because fasting keeps this... My flesh, my body, it keeps it in check. 
and maybe there's some sinful things that I want to do. Maybe they're not even sin. Maybe I just want to eat junk food. That's still not good. It may not be sin, but it's not good for you. We said that the temple of God is our, now our bodies. And God wants your temple to be clean and sanctified and holy. Just because you can eat Burger King every day, you probably shouldn't. So the Holy Spirit says, hey, I want you to, you've been eating a lot of junk food. You, the Holy Spirit's always going to be looking out for you. And so if you, if you say, okay, I'm not going to fast any junk food for 21 days. When the cravings come and the temptation comes, guess what you have to do? You tell this, you tell your flesh, you're not in charge of me. Do you see that? Paul said, you have no more obligation to do what is sin, he said, because the Holy Spirit has freed you. So let the Holy Spirit free you. But now here's the kicker. When temptation comes, that's when the spiritual battle, the spiritual fight takes place. You want to do this thing that you secretly enjoy. When that temptation comes, how do you respond? Can you just roll over like a whooped puppy? This is too hard. Man, I maybe bit off more than I can chew. God, or can you really do this? God, are you big enough? to? Or do you say, if and when it really gets hard, and that's okay if it gets hard. It's going to get hard. You may be okay day three, four, five, and then day seven hits. When that temptation comes, use it as an opportunity to begin to cultivate your faith and press into God instead of withdrawing. Because if you use that moment, opportunity to press into God and say, God, you can even be honest, God, this is hard. That's okay. He honors that. He, he, know, he knows it's hard for you. Why do we have to act like we're hiding like this? Be honest with him. God, this is hard. God, help me. How profound. How simple. That's how I had to start to get healed and delivered from my alcoholism. God, this is hard. God, help me. God, I feel empty. Come on, somebody. So God, fill me. Fill me with your presence. And when he fills you with his presence, guess what? You'll have power to say no. And you need the power to say no. And not just say no to the thing, the person, or the place, but say yes to Jesus. And when you do that, he'll order your steps. And he'll deliver you. And he'll set you free. And at the end of it, you get to jump up and down. And sh- because now Ian, over 10 years later, is still healed, delivered from his addiction. Right. Nothing I did, but what God did. Through the response of the faith that I had. I mean, look at that next point. So the Holy Spirit, he empowers us to walk it out. And he also empowers us to be a witness for Jesus by declaring and demonstrating the redemptive work of Jesus in the lives of other people. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to be a witness for Christ. You see statistics as you study church and church growth, which I'm trying to do a better job of wanting to see our church grow. And one of the number, the two number one things that Christians are scared of, the first one is public speaking. It's like pulling teeth to get somebody on the stage. It says statistically, people are more afraid of public speaking than they are of death. <laughs> public speaking is number one. Death is like number three or four, I think. That was a rabbit trail. 
Anyway, the second thing is that people are scared of sharing their faith. And that boggles my mind. I don't know what is so scary about sharing your faith where you work. Maybe we're scared of putting that bullseye on our back. Because if I profess Christ at work and I cuss like a sailor, that ain't probably going to add up. And so the fear of being a hypocrite keeps me from sharing my faith. And hey, if that's you, stop cussing like a sailor. That's another thing the Holy Spirit delivered me of. And I was a sailor, y'all. I was in the United States Navy for two years. So when I say I cussed like a sailor, I cussed like an actual sailor. And guess what? Pastor Jessica's never heard me say a cuss word in six or seven years of marriage. That's the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit can tame your tongue. So the Holy Spirit doesn't just tame your tongue and allow you to stop saying the bad things. He also wants to use that tongue for his glory and to invite other people into the truth that you live in and know. Maybe the enemy doesn't want you to share your faith either and to keep you living in fear because he knows if you would share that with Billy Bob at your workplace, Billy Bob, see, he's going through some stuff. And he's actually almost at his end's rope. And he's about ready to give God an opportunity because it's getting that bad. And you might be that only glimmer of hope that Billy Bob needs to see and hear. And if you would, by faith, let God use your tongue to give God the glory. And giving your testimony is this, this, it's nothing super, la- it's just, hey, this is who God is. This is what God's done for my life. And because I know he loves every single person, he can do it for